Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. This is, what is this, um, February 21st, 2021. Who would have thought we would have lived this long? Good to have all of you listening. We've got a bunch of people texting, which you can do. You can text into this program. It's a live program on February 21st, and the text number is 701 290 7862, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX, the mighty AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've been doing this for like 20, oh boy, 20 some years now, 21, 22 years. Used to be on Saturday nights, and now we're on Sunday nights. And we uh, have picked up the internet crowd too. This is a local AM station here in Dickinson, but we've we're broadcasting live on KDIX.net and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Got a bunch of people listening, so the uh, website must, the web is working. We've got, uh, let's see, who's all listening tonight so far? We've got, um, hmm, I think the Millers were the first in Gulva listening. They were the first ones. we got Jody Soberg and Evelie listening. And um, these are some pretty faithful listeners up in Harway. Hi, Harway. Harvey. 
<laughs> I can tell you why I said that. Then uh, we've got Brother Johnson in Mesa, back in Mesa, the gypsy that travels all over the country, Brother Johnson. I don't even know if I've met you. I think I have, but I'm not sure. But I know a lot about you. And we've got Nathaniel listening up in Park River, North Dakota. Uh, we've got, um, let's see who this, we've got Marin and Yvonne listening down to uh, down in Bowman. We're going to be down in Bowman. We have a, an evangelist, Mark Brown, coming, and we're going to be taking him to Bowman Thursday night. We've got, let's see, who else listening here? Uh, Mr. Andre listening. His whole family's listening, and they're drinking weak coffee. Oh, that's too bad. They should run me some good strong coffee down to the studio here. We've got some Paces listening, Henry and Harrison. Those are some old-fashioned names that I like. Those are some pretty nice boys. Um, we've got, uh, who is this? Uh, sister is listening. I think they meant Sister Brett's is listening. And then we've got some Woods is listening up in Beulah tonight. So good to have them. In fact, I wished I had one of those or both two of those Woods is there. We've got two pretty popular musician Woods is that are listening maybe. Uh, in fact, uh, Eric Woods has got a song on Spotify now, so he's big time. And his brother Philip is like a professional guitar player. Makes my guitar playing sound bad. But I what I do is I play and then I sing loud. That's how I do it. Can you hear that? Can you hear that on the studio or on the radio waves tonight? This uh, Fender guitar that I brought in here. Somebody say, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. Text me that. Sing us a song, Pastor Bob. Uh, the... Uh, Oh, we did meet. Okay, we did meet then. Okay, the Fuller, Doug Fuller listening. Uh, he's he's listening tonight. Good to have him. He sent me a picture of his first grandchild. Well, I hope you're going to heaven. I'm going to try to sing this song tonight. I'm going to talk about holiness tonight. So if you don't want to live for God and you're not serious about God, I, I would suggest you tune off, turn off the program tonight because this program is going to be for people that want to go to heaven. I'm on the road and I'm going home. Won't be long till I dance and sing around the throne. Gonna keep on traveling on. Come too far and I'm not turning round. Get back, Satan, cause I'm heaven bound. Get out of my way. Gonna keep on traveling on. And I'm on the highway, highway to heaven. Woo! Oh, I'm on the highway, highway to holiness, yeah. Get off the road to hell, get on, get on the highway to heaven. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's rough. <laughs> Let the joy of the Lord's my strength and that's enough. Gonna keep on moving on. Say you're busy and you don't have the time What if Jesus would come right now You'd be left behind Why don't you come and go with me Cause I'm on the highway Highway to heaven Woo! Oh, I'm on the highway Highway to holiness Get off the road to hell Get on, get on the highway to heaven Oh, I'm on the highway Highway to heaven Woo! Oh, I'm on the highway Highway to holiness Yeah Get off the road to hell Get on, get on the highway To heaven <laughs> That's what happens when you sing a song sitting down at the studio here. You got to sing that song standing up if you're going to sing it in A because it's pretty high. Well, I've got a verse, a scripture that I'm going to share tonight if my voice is still there. And uh, this is in Isaiah 35, verses 3 through 10. These verses are my program tonight. I'm going to stay within the confines of those somewhat. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Isaiah 35.3 Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. 
Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there in a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, even though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sign shall flee away. Title of this program is called The Highway of Holiness. There's a lot of things in this Isaiah chapter 35, of verses, especially verses 8 through 10, where we're going to be talking tonight. Uh, these verses are quoted in the New Testament. We'll get to that, I hope. But I want you to notice the ones that are walking on this highway of holiness are the redeemed. It says the redeemed are going to be the ones that are walking there. And before we go any farther in this program, I want you to know that it isn't wasn't by my intelligence, it wasn't by my goodness, that I was able to, to get an invitation to walk on this highway of holiness. But it was through the blood of Jesus. That's how we got here. That's how we are able to be on this highway of holiness. And so uh, my words on this radio show get misconstrued sometimes. Brother Duran told me there are people that don't even like my show sometimes, um, which which is okay with me, and it was okay with him too. But the uh, I know that there are, I want you to understand that if you are listening and you think that Pentecostals think we're so good that we uh, don't need the blood of Jesus, you don't know much about us. Because it was the blood of Jesus that purchased my ticket, uh, paid my toll to get on this highway of holiness. He paid the price for me to get on the road. And I'm not going to uh, talk about that. It's not my topic tonight. But that's in Isaiah 35, 8 through 10. There's a lot of stuff in Isaiah 8, uh, 35, 8 through 10. The road to holiness. The uh, Isaiah said there's a highway called the holy road. Let me read this out of the Message Bible, which is not a translation. If Brother Steve Waldron was listening, he'd be upset with me. He doesn't like anything but the King James Version, and I <coughs> tend to agree with him, but I, I would have to get into a whole long reason about that. But anyway, Isaiah 35, 8 in the message paraphrase says this, There will be a highway called the Holy Road. No one rude or rebellious is permitted on this road. It's for God's people exclusively. Impossible to get lost on this road. Not even fools can get lost on it. The writer in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 13 and 15, quotes this verse, Isaiah 35, 8 through 10, or Isaiah actually uh, 3 through 10, Isaiah 35. Hebrews 12, 13 says, Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And so this highway, this highway of holiness, is the road to heaven. We didn't pay the price to get on it, but we got to be on it if we're going to make it. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, I've got a lot of scripture here, but First Thessalonians four seven said, "God has not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness." The, uh, you know, there was. This is talking about sexual purity here, but God has called us to holiness. He's called His people to holiness. Uh, Titus two eleven. I'm just going to read some of these verses just to kind of build a base here that God is into holiness. Uh, you people that don't believe in holiness that may be listening to me tonight, and maybe you've already tuned off, because I told you this is not going to be for the faint-hearted and for those that don't want to serve the Lord. For those that want to play a little patty cake religious game, um, you know, you you have your accept Jesus as your personal Savior, and then just live your life just like you want to without serving God or even finding out what pleases Him. You're not going to like the program. But if you're interested in going to heaven, I want you to stay tuned in. Titus 2.11 says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, 
godly in this present world. That's what the grace of God teaches us. See, the grace of God got me on the road to holiness. And because I'm on the road to holiness, if in fact, if I'm on the road to holiness, I'm going to live soberly. Soberly, one of the things that means is free from intoxicants. That's why um, Pentecostal preachers preach against drinking and drugs. Anything that causes your mind to uh, be um, skewed or distorted, intoxicated. We got to live soberly, righteously. Which, if I could just give you my deep theological idea of what that means, is just do right, righteously, do right, and then finally, godly in this present world. You know, this is what holiness is all about. First Peter one fourteen says, "As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, like you didn't even know any better, but as he which hath called you is holy, so." Be ye holy in all manner of conversation, lifestyle, whatever. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Over and out. (laughs) God said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That ought to be a good... I could just close the program right now. I mean, God said, Be holy, because I said so. And that's the way I am, and I want you to be like me. Over and out. My mom sent me a cartoon in, a, in her, she sends me, clips out little cartoons out of the newspaper from the Bismarck Tribune she knows I'll like, and mails them to me, and it was Dennis the Menace. His little friend, I think Joe or whatever his name was, with, they were in church, you could tell they were in church, and Joe leans over to Dennis the Menace and said, what does amen mean? Dennis the Menace said, it means over and out. <laughs> I really like that. You know, be ye holy, over and out, God said. You know, he didn't say that, but I mean, I just added that. So what areas in life would holiness affect? Because this road that we're going on in today in our program, this highway of holiness, it's the, the, this highway is for the redeemed to walk on, and it's a road. It's a way of life. This is not Highway 94. This Isaiah 35, 8 through 10 is not talking about a physical highway. It's talking about a, a highway of, of, of of purpose, a highway of, of uh, what I can't even think of the word. It's like it's like a a, a, a type or an allegory that this highway of holiness. Number one, holiness affects the inside of a person. It changes us on the inside. Jesus was into this. Uh, Jesus told the Pharisees, "You guys look good on the outside." Matthew twenty three twenty five. He said, "You clean up the outside of the cup and the platter, but inside you're full of." Uh, gross stuff. He, he said, you blind Pharisees, clean up. He said, clean up inside the cup, and the outside will take care of itself. I'm just reading you out of the R.E.S. version, Robert Everett Simon's version. He said, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You're like whited tombstones. You, inter- you indeed appear beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead men's bones. That sounds like a pirate story. And all uncleanness. Even as ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Now, why did I start with this part of holiness? Because two reasons. Number one, it's true. You can try to fool everybody else on the outside, but on the inside, you're not holy. Now, that's one reason, because it's true, and Jesus came to this to the religious leaders to tell them that. And number two, it's because there are people out there that think that Pastor Bob doesn't know that. And I'm kind of kind of offended by that. I am. I'm kind of offended by that. Pastor Bob, you know, you Pentecostals, you know, you dress real good and you, you wear your hair just right and you don't have TVs and but but don't you know holiness is more than that? Of course I know that. And of course we all know that. Of course we do. You know, what good is it to to do all the rules? But on the inside, your, your, your mind is full of perversion and, and, uh, terrible fantasies. And I mean, I'm telling you folks, don't, don't sell us holiness Pentecostal people so short. Don't think we're so stupid that we don't know that holiness has got to be on the inside first. It's got to be. That's not what I'm talking about tonight, but I, I'm, because everybody should know this. Uh, you know, this, uh, I mean, you know, this, this is the, 
This is the common sense thing. But let me tell you this, holiness is also on the outside. Holiness starts on the inside, shows on the outside. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 5.14. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but put it on a candlestick and it gives light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Holiness is on the inside of a person. But that's not where it was designed, designed to stay. It was designed, it was designed to shine out of a person so everybody else can see it. Let your light so shine before men that they may imagine your good works, that they may assume your good works. No, it says that they may see your good works. This is exactly what the Lord was telling Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord, Sam, the Lord told Samuel, don't look on the outward of his appearance. God was telling Samuel to anoint a king. <laughs> Jesse had many sons, and they came before Samuel one by one, the oldest to the um, youngest. And when Samuel saw some of these older boys, he said, surely, this must be the one the Lord is going to anoint. And the Lord said, not him, not him, not him, not him. And then he told Samuel this. He said, he said don't look on his face or on the height of his stature. God said, I refused him, for the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, but man for man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. Now this verse is misconstrued by many people to say, well, see, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, because it's only the inside that matters. That's not true. That's not what the verse says. First of all, this verse, if... Uh, this verse, this man looked good on the outside, but he wasn't good on the inside. You see, it's it was just the opposite of what these religious fake people are telling you. They're saying, I might look bad on the outside, but I'm good on the inside. No, this man looked good on the outside. He wasn't good on the inside. But really what this verse is saying is, of course, God sees the heart. We can't see the heart. Wake up. That's what the verse says. Man sees the outward appearance. That's why the outward appearance is important, because that's all we can see. So true holiness begins on the inside, ends up on the outside, for all of us to see. I'm kind of wound up tonight. Does anybody, can anybody tell that by, you know, I mean, you can't see my face, but can you tell that? Here's a Bill Farron song for you. I'm going to be right back. Text me tonight, 290 290- 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob. And 
You know what? That is one of my favorite CDs. The Captain by Bill Farron. Good, good music. He's fighting against going on some of these um, other venues for listening, like Spotify and those those things. So you're going to have to buy it the old-fashioned way with the CD. But it's worth it. It really is. We're talking about the Highway of Holiness tonight. Got a lot of texts. Uh, I like what uh, Brother Johnson said. He said, uh, the label on the outside should show what's on the inside. One of the dirtiest tricks is that when they break into the homes of these uh, newlyweds and take all the labels off their off their canned goods, you don't know what's on the inside. you got to open it up to find out. <coughs> holiness shouldn't be like that. We're talking about a highway of holiness today. To be holy means to be separated unto the Lord. It means to, to um, be set aside, set apart, be set apart from sin, and set apart to the Lord. So true holiness begins on the inside, ends up on the outside, and it's something for everyone to see. It affects our relationships. Holiness makes us love people. Holiness makes us be honest. Holiness makes us walk with integrity. Holiness makes us treat our spouse right, treat our children right, treat treat our parents right. Holiness makes us treat our employer right. Makes you treat your employees right. It makes you even treat your enemies right. Holiness affects everything. And when you're on the road to holiness, everybody's going to be able to tell. Holiness affects our appearance. Now, here again, you say, Well, Pastor Bible, why are you going to talk about this on the radio? Because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not. I, our, our world is sinking. And the things I'm going to talk about in these next few minutes. Just about all Christian churches used to believe until recent history. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, your your Methodist churches, your Baptist churches, your your Nazarene churches, your Assembly of God churches, your Church of God. Even these standards of holiness that I'm going to talk about were known amongst the Catholic and Lutheran peoples. I'm telling you, God didn't change his mind on biblical holiness standards. He didn't change his mind. People got away from what pleases God. It affects our hair length. Holiness does. 1 Corinthians 11 says that men are supposed to have short hair. That's what it says. Read it yourself. I'm not going to turn to all these scriptures tonight. I do a, a basic Bible class at our church Sunday mornings, every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Brother Durant, if you're listening, I recorded the first one, forgot to record the second one. So we're just have to going to have to work on me. He wants me to record them, and he's going to try to clean them up and put them somewhere. But in 1 Corinthians 11, it says it's a shame for a man to have long hair, but it's a glory for a woman to have long hair. And that word long in... Um, in the Greek, means uncut. That's what it means. Holiness affects our hair length, and there's a lot. There's a lot of verses there in First Corinthians eleven written about it. And then Paul ends them by saying this: If anybody wants to argue with me, he said, "This is what we do in all the churches. This is what we believe in all the churches. This wasn't just for the Corinthian church. This was everywhere that the Christian church was, and people." 
like I say, and all these other denominations used to believe that. You know, I mean, if you want to walk on the road to holiness and you're a man, get a haircut. If you're on a woman, let it grow. There's a lot I could say about that, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time in any one of these areas, but I'm telling you, holiness affects the way we look on the outside. How are you going to please God if you don't find out what pleases God? For instance, 1 Corinthians 11, I'm challenging you, if you disagree with Pastor Bob, that's fine you can disagree with Pastor Bob. That's fine. I'm just one little voice on the radio from a, a little place called Dickinson, North Dakota. But I didn't write 1 Corinthians 11. I didn't write it. It's right there in the Bible, right there in the New Testament. And all kinds of cultures know this. In fact, in the book of Revelation 9 and 8, describing these terrible locusts that were going to attack the world, it said these locusts had the hair as the hair of women. So even in the book of Revelation, when John was trying to describe what these terrible creatures looked like, he said they had the hair, the hair of women. What kind of hair was it? Was it brown hair, blonde hair? Was it scraggly hair? Was it curly hair? Was it straight hair? No, it was the hair of women, long hair. Holiness affects the way we dress. This highway of holiness. People listening to me tonight are thinking, Pastor Bob, you're never going to get anybody to come to your church if you keep talking like this. I disagree with you. There are people that are hungry for God, and they there are people that are already walking on the highway of holiness that just need a little more information. Hi, the holiness is a spirit. It's on the inside of a person. And when you experience holiness, and then somebody teaches you the Word of God, then you say, over and out. Just like Dennis the Menace said. Amen in Hebrew, according to my uh, four-year-old son, grand, or four-year-old grandson and many years ago, Hebrew, amen means, yes, sir. <laughs> That's a long story, but it's true. Amen means yes, sir. It's not me to question why, just do it. Holiness affects the way people dress. Are we recording this? I think so. Brother Duran, do you have the... Have you already cut me off of Holy Ghost Radio, or are you still playing this? Holy, Holy Ghost affects the way we dress. Deuteronomy 22 and 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now let me just tell you this. People say, well, that's an obscure Old Testament scripture. You don't believe all the things the Old Testament teaches, do you, Pastor Bob? Some of those things were just for the Jews, weren't they? Yes. But let me note. Let me look. Look at some. Look at a word in this verse. It says, "All that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God." There's very few things in the Bible that say they're an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now there are many other scriptures that tell the Jews this shall be an abomination to you. Like for instance, the Jews were told not to eat pork. The Jews were told uh, many different laws and regulations. And the Lord would say things. This shall be an abomination to you. Don't eat dogs. You know. Don't. I mean, just a lot of things. But when the Bible says it's an abomination unto the Lord, I propose to you that those things have never changed. God has never changed his mind at what he doesn't like. And he doesn't want men and women to cross-dress. That's part of holiness. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, and neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. You know, we, we are living in a world where this transgender thing is happening, and, and if you think I would ever make fun of those people, you don't know me very well. I'm not going to make fun of anybody like this. This is one of the saddest things ever. These people are so, it, it is so uh, confusing and, and so, uh, you know, I mean, nowadays people are, there's even famous Hollywood people saying, well, we're not going to tell our children at birth whether they're boy or girl. We'll let them decide that later. That's confusing. I mean, the doctor can just take one look at you and tell whether you're a boy or a girl. I mean, I mean, it doesn't take anybody real skilled. I mean, I, I could probably do that. You know, they could hire me at the hospital. Say, yeah, there's a boy, there's a girl. You know, I, I think I'd do, I'd probably be 
You know, this, this, we are living in a world when we started, uh, blending the sexes. Here again, folks, if you think, like, maybe you, maybe you go to, uh, you know, some other church here in Dickinson. And maybe you think, well, our church doesn't believe that. Your church used to believe this. Yep. Just about all of them. Why did they used to believe it? Because it's in the Bible. That's why. Uh, you, you need to go talk to your pastor and say, why don't we preach this? Why don't you preach this? You know, this is the reason Pastor Bob doesn't wear dresses. I don't wear dresses. I don't. I wouldn't be caught dead in a dress. Why? Because the Bible says that I shouldn't put on a woman's garment. You say, well, who said a dress is a woman's garment? That's what our culture says. You can even look on the bathroom door. You know, we got the one the late person in a dress. I can't go in there. The one in the, the one where the where they got pants on. I can go in that one. Wonder if KDIX is going to kick me off for saying this stuff. I don't think so. You know, am I going to get through this tonight? I got so, I got guitar in here. I got songs I want to play. I don't know. The Bible says, "Let me just." I'm just telling you, holiness. This road to holiness is the road to be on, and it's a lot of people aren't taking the time to find out what God expects or what He wants. First Timothy two seven says that women should dress in modest apparel. I believe men should too. Um, modest means to not draw attention to the body. That's what it means. So you gotta, you know, be pretty covered up. This may come as a shock to most of you, but Pastor Bob, when he was a boy, used to spend just about every afternoon in the summer in his underwear down at the swimming pool. Yep, I didn't grow up knowing this modesty concept, and I wouldn't. I would just get my underwear on and go down to the swimming pool in front of with a whole bunch of people that were in their underwear. You say, really? Yeah, those swimsuits are just like my underwear I wear today. In fact, my underwear probably cover up more than those swimsuits, especially in North Dakota. If you wear a long johns, then you've got some real good stuff. But you see, modesty is a biblical principle, and it's part of holiness. Uh, these same verses in 1 Timothy 2.7 talk about uh, they talk about uh, not wearing jewelry. Uh, they talk about uh, 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 makeup. Yep, sure does. Proverbs seven and ten. He talked about what this. You got to read the whole chapter, but it says that behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. What's the attire of a harlot? Well, I think we know what that is. Why would a Christian want to be dressed up like that? You know this. Um, this this is a um, sounds like Holy Ghost Radio kicked me off. Huh. Oh, it's back. I thought I thought boy that would be something. Uh, but you know th- I'm, I'm telling you that that this holiness message affects the way we wear our hair. It affects the way we dress. It it affects. Um, First Peter three three through four says, "Who's adorning?" Talking about women here. Let it not be that of outward adorning, of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. This word adorning is is the Greek word cosmos, and we get our word cosmetic from it. God said, "Don't let your cosmetic be of the outward, like don't put cosmetics on, but let that beauty that's inside of you come out." Holiness is the adornment that God has chosen for his people. That's what Brother Farron was singing about here a little while ago, the beauty of holiness. Holiness affects our entertainment. Second Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Chapter verse 17 says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Um. Verse 18, he said, And will be a father unto you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7 and verse 1 says, there, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Holiness is will affect your entertainment. Why would you want to watch things 
read things, listen to things that are contrary to what pleases God. Why would you want to? David said it like this in Psalm 101.3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. And I think before our ears would probably certainly apply there too. Romans 1.32 said that that he listed this whole bunch of sins in Romans 1.32, and then he said this, or one in chapter 1, he said, And who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Like, why would you want to watch things, evil things? Why would evil things give you pleasure, and why would you watch them if they don't give you pleasure? I mean, it was at your assignment for school. And so, I'm still kind of, in fact, I'm going to get back to Isaiah 35, 8 through 10. But it says this highway of holiness, that when you're on the highway of holiness, um, it's it's a highway. It's it's a special way. It's it's and it's about being holy. Holy starts on the inside, ends up so that all can see it. This highway of holiness, the Bible says in our text, that the unclean won't be there. And so, people that don't want to live holy aren't going to be on the highway of holiness. It's a road of separation. That's why if you're listening to Christian music and there's not enough in the lyrics that make it Christian, it probably isn't Christian. There's crossover Christian music, they call it. It can cross over into worldly music. And the reason it can cross over into worldly music is because there's no message in it. When I, as a pastor, admonish some people to live holy, it seems to, it's to some of these people, they think that they're hearing, they're not accepting me. They're not accepting me. They're not accepting me. But we accept you as a human being. You know, we we'll treat you good. We'll love you. I mean, you know, we're gonna we're not gonna be disrespectful to you. But if you're wrong, somebody ought to tell you. And if the God's church doesn't tell what's right and wrong, who's gonna say it? That's why these churches that won't won't draw lines and and won't tell people what's right or wrong. They don't love people. Either that or they're ignorant of the Scripture. Are Christians supposed to be like everybody else? Are they supposed to look like everybody else? If you can't tell the difference between a believer and an unbeliever, then they're both the same. They're unbelievers. Now, I'm not talking about being weird just to be weird or standing out just to stand out. But when we follow God and His ways, we may appear different to everybody else. You know, uh, my daughter went to public school, and she dressed like the Bible says. She didn't wear men's clothing. She wore modest apparel. She let her hair grow long, like the Bible says. And there were people that didn't understand it. Sometimes, you know how school is, sometimes there were people that made fun of her. She did have a big brother that wouldn't tolerate that if he found out about it, but anyway, that was that was nice. I mean, but then he ended up at the high school while she was at the junior high. But but this uh finally she got kind of tired of just trying to explain it to everybody. So when people ask her, "Why do you dress the way you dress? And why do you look the way you look?" And this is what she would simply say. Because I think it pleases God. That's the bottom line here, folks. Holiness is simply pleasing God in every area, whether it's, like I say, being honest on our jobs, being honest with our mouth, whether it's by our our appearance, by our hair. I mean, does your hair please God? Does your dress please God? There was a lady many, many years ago that was in a, I think in a bar. She was wearing a pair of hot pants and a halter top. Now that's uh, really short shorts and kind of a halter top is kind of like a, kind of like a bra that, that women used to wear in public and, you know, and, and this woman was telling a man that she was sitting near her about Jesus and this man 
his name was Bobby, he said to this woman, he said, I don't know much about Jesus. He said, but I got a sister that knows a lot about it. His sister Sandy went to the Pentecostal church in Bismarck. And he said, and I know what I know about it from what my sister said, I'm not really a Christian, but neither are you. That didn't make her very happy. I guess she came and came to our church service that same week and got up and kind of got on to the, all of us about that. But holiness got to come out of her concepts, come out of her goals, come out of her lifestyle, come out from among them and be separate, come out of her sins, come out. Uh, we don't need to act like, look like, or talk like the rest of this world. You know, I'm going to, Pastor Bob's going to continue to preach about immodest dress, about cross-dressing, what the Scripture says about hair, jewelry, makeup. Why? Because this highway of holiness is not a bad thing. Jesus said, or the Bible says, come out of darkness into his marvelous light. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That old, that old song. Let me just, let me just, I've got just a few minutes here, but there's a lot more in Isaiah 35 verses 5, 8 through 10. Any of you want to, want to use 8 through 10 and preach it this Wednesday night at your service? That would be great. There's a lot in there. Well, I'm getting a lot of texts, but I'm not taking time to read them. I will though. Isaiah 35, 8 through 10 also says the devil can't touch you if you stay on the road of holiness. Right now, okay, I, I've been telling you what outward holiness is, and people think I'm crazy for doing it on the radio. Uh, you know, people think, Pastor Bob, you can't clean a fish till you catch them. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to make holiness so appealing that you're going to want to do it. Because on this road to holiness, the Bible says there's no lion going to be there, there's no ravenous beast going to go on that road. Here again, this is not talking about Interstate 94. It's a type, it's a path, it's a it's a lifestyle road. That's what Isaiah 35, 8 through 10 is talking about. And holiness, on this road of holiness, there these aren't talking about lions like rawr, or ravenous beasts. This is talking about demonic powers that will destroy you. Of course. You know, this is not talking about this highway to heaven is not talking about just a, uh, it's it's talking about something a lot more than that. You know, this highway to heaven, you know, Jesus gives us power over spirits, but I'm going to tell you, you've got to stay on the highway to holiness. Holiness is a protection to the people of God. If we stay on the Lord's side, the enemy can't destroy us. See, up till now, you've been thinking I've been talking about a fence to keep you out from having fun. No, I've been talking about a fence to keep the enemy away from you and your family. That's what I'm talking about. Fences work both ways. Like, I am not missing one thing that I want to do on this highway of holiness. You know, I know some of you don't like motorcycles because they're dangerous, but I like to drive them. I don't get to drive it much because I'm a kind of a busy guy in some ways. Kind of hard for me to be away from my cell phone in some ways because I get calls and different things. But I like to ride motorcycles. You know, the Bible doesn't say I can't ride a motorcycle. My wife rides behind me and, and she puts on a nice full skirt and she jumps right on that thing. You see, I'm telling you that the devil has made it sound like holiness is like, oh, I don't get to do this anymore, I don't get to do that anymore, whatever. Do you know that in the Garden of Eden, God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of all the trees in the garden, just this one lousy tree, you can't eat of it. Guess what the tree they wanted to eat of? That tree. I would rather walk in holiness and have God's protection than to leave the highway of holiness where all the lions and ravenous beasts are. Number two. This highway of holiness is successful for everyone. The Bible says in, in Isaiah 35, 8 through 10, even fools, 
even fools, even people that aren't very smart, even people that maybe haven't ever succeeded at anything, if they stay on the road of holiness, nothing can stop you. You're not going to get lost, according to the Scripture. No, you can't get lost if you stay on the highway to holiness. That's what it says. It's not my, like my pastor used to say, not enough devils in hell to stop you. Peter said it like this in 2 Peter 1, 5 through 10. He listed seven things to add to your faith. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. And then he said in verse 10, if you do these things, you shall never fall. You get on this road to holiness and you stay on this road to holiness, you're going to go to heaven. That's why Micah said in Micah 7 and 8, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. This road of holiness leads us to heaven. You know what? i got to take a breath here, and I'm just about out of time, but i got to read some text so I can maybe greet some more people. Uh, today, get on, the, get on this highway of holiness. Get on the bus that's going to heaven. Pastor Bob, to tell it like it is, radio show, kind of winding down here tonight, broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX. Thank you for all the texts, the encouragement, and um, appreciate all the listeners tonight that are listening. This will be uploaded someday to the podcast. Isaiah 35, 8 through 10, it talks about this highway of holiness. Talks I covered how the redeemed are walking there. Holiness is a road of separation. I talked about how that the devil can't touch you on this highway of holiness, that even foolish people, even people that aren't smart, are going to succeed and go to heaven. And finally, I want to just say, where does this road go? Well, it goes to heaven. It says that this road is on its way to Zion. And here again, this is not just talking about the city of Jerusalem. But this is talking about something way, way more than that. This highway to heaven, or this highway is the road to heaven. Uh, just going to mention, I'm going to, I got my guitar here. I'm going to sing a little bit if I can. The, um, this week, 
Tuesday night in Beach at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. There's a church service. That's 60 miles to the west of Dickinson, of course, if you're from around here. Wednesday night, we have Brother Mark Brown preaching in our church. He's a pastor from South Dakota and also a a pretty famous preacher. He'll be here with us all week, uh, or starting Wednesday night. Wednesday night in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive is our church address, right on Interstate 94 in Dickinson, North Dakota. And then that's at uh, 7.30 on Wednesday night. On Thursday night, we have a service in Bowman, right on Main Street in Bowman, and we're going to bring Mark Brown and his family down with us for that service. Friday night, he's speaking at a youth banquet, a formal youth banquet at our church in Dickinson. And then on Saturday, and this is where I want everybody that's listening to me in Dickinson to hear this very, very strongly. At noon on Saturday, we are having a special service, and 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 Brother Mark Brown is going to be ministering at that service, and you don't want to miss it. Brother Mark Brown is a believer in the miracles and signs and wonders of God, of revival, and um, and I know he believes this holiness message too. I know he does that I've been preaching to you, and so that's at noon on Saturday, and afterwards, Pastor Bob. And his wife are making chili, or and uh, and uh, we got a man in our church going to fry up a bunch of hot dogs. And the ladies in our church are bringing bars and cookies, and I'm going to make some of my world famous coffee, and um, and then or at least uh, city famous coffee, and then and then uh, there'll be lemonade and all kinds of things. So we want you to come to our church. This would be a good time for you to visit our church this Saturday at noon. And uh, our building will hold a lot of people, so we, we want to get you in there. And then, finally, on Sunday, uh, Brother Mark Brown will be ministering at our 11 o'clock worship service. Wrote a song about Isaiah 35, verses 8 through 10, a long time ago. Forgot about it. Kind of thought about it on Wednesday night. I'll sing it for you here. This is called, uh, I don't know what it's called. There is a way in the wilderness it's called the way of holiness and the redeemed of the lord shall walk therein and they'll sing their songs to him yes they'll sing their songs to him they'll sing holy Holy, 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 they'll sing holy, holy, holy to Him. They'll sing holy to Him. I think I'll end the program with a different song. This is an old Lance Appleton song. Let's try this one. See how you like it. Brother Jones says he's loving it. That's good. In these last days that we're living in, many people have been blessed by the gift of God's Holy Spirit. But you know they don't like holiness. They want to keep their long hair and their beer, their mini skirts, and their TVs too. But it takes a lot more than just talking in tongues to do what God wants you to do. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out There's no room to leave for doubt Just say now, if I do this Would Jesus smile on me? Well, there's no room to compromise With Satan and his lies This world can't satisfy you anymore Don't need its amusements, styles, or dress 
to bring you happiness. Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out. There's no room to leave for doubt. Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, we ask you to help us. God, I pray that you would just help us, help our listening audience, Lord, to realize that there is a way in the wilderness called the way of holiness. God, I pray that you help us to be serious enough about this, that we would find out what you want us to do, how you want us to live, how you want us to look, and that we would start to follow after you. In Jesus' name. Thank you all for listening. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. I might even advertise the Jones Coffee next week, which I could have done this week, but I'm out of time. So, well, you are, I will see you, or I will, we'll meet again next Sunday night. God bless. Should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com.
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.